for joining me on another episode of Paranormally Speaking. I'm your host, Neil Parks. Enjoy the ride. Space Force won't fight aliens, who the hell will? A couple of weeks ago, military news site Task and Purpose confirmed a disturbing fact. The newly created U.S. Space Force has no intention of fighting aliens. Despite the recent uptick of military UFO sightings, the Pentagon appears uninterested, at least officially, in the possibility of hostile aliens. But if an alien invasion does take place, which arm of the Pentagon would respond? The answer? Probably all of them. During a recent Pentagon roundtable, Task and Purpose's Pentagon reporter Jeff Shogel asked if the Space Force is concerned about the threats posed by extraterrestrial intelligence. The official answer he got back was, well, no. Shogel's question was asked with tongue firmly planted in cheek, but the revelation last year that U.S. Navy fighter jets encountered alleged UFO crafts in 2004 and again in 2015, in both instances appearing on radar and leaving behind video evidence makes one wonder. If the unidentified flying objects described by the Navy pilots, as well as military and civilian personnel for the past 70 years, are really of extraterrestrial origin and unfriendly, how would the Pentagon deal with them? If UFOs suddenly descend from the skies, toasting the Statue of Liberty, the Great Mall of America, and the Golden Gate Bridge with death rays, the Pentagon would need to convene some sort of study group to quickly determine what kind of threat it was dealing with. If that happens, forget the Air Force. Ironically, the service that would most likely take the lead is the U.S. Navy. Why the Navy, you ask? Aliens would likely come from vast distances, traveling light years and long-distance voyages to smash puny humans. The U.S. Navy is unique among the services in planning similar, though much, much shorter voyages. Both submarines and UFOs deal with pressure. In the case of submarines, the pressure is on the outside, while in space, the pressure is on the inside of the vehicle. From an operational and technical standpoint, aliens and sailors have few things in common. There are other reasons the Navy might take the lead. 71% of Earth's surface is covered by water, and if aliens operated from the water, remember the 2004 sighting included reports of 737 sized object in the surface of the ocean, the Navy is unique in having manned aircraft surface ships, and submarines prowling above, on and below the surface of the ocean. The Navy could also sail the most remote locations 
in the world's oceans, establishing a military presence for weeks or months to investigate and monitor for enemy activity. The Air Force could operate against aliens, but the service's fighters and bombers could only remain on station for mere minutes or hours before returning to base. Against a terrestrial threat, this isn't really a big deal, but against an alien threat we know nothing about, and according to the 2004 incident, theoretically capable of traveling extraordinary distances in the blink of an eye, such a force would be less useful. If humans could lure aliens into a set-piece battle the Air Force and could bring a lot of uh, firepower, but how one lures aliens into battle is anyone's guess. In the meantime, the Space Force, nestled under control of the Air Force, would contribute to alien war by maintaining the U.S. military's network of position, navigation, and timing GPS satellites, communication satellites, and other space-based assets. The Army would be the service responsible if aliens attempted a landing in the United States, or presumably one of our allies. The Army's 10 combat divisions would spring into action, attempting to destroy the aliens with fire and maneuver. It would be in many ways similar to countering an airborne landing. With the Army attempting to destroy the aliens' landing zone and prevent the flow of alien reinforcements, the Marines could also get into the alien fighting, particularly overseas in Asia, Europe, or even the Middle East, though one would like to think aliens would be smart enough to avoid that region and the prospect of their own 18-year war altogether. Of course, all of this is contingent on the U.S. military being on par with alien technology, which frankly is extremely unlikely. The universe is billions of years old, and other races could easily have a major head start of a million years or more on us, and certainly any species capable of interstellar flight is far more technologically advanced than we are. Consider that a handful of 21st century tanks could crush an army from the 11th century, or even the 19th century for that matter. Even a difference of a thousand years would be ample enough to ensure humanity's defeat. From even a minor alien expedition slash hunting slash trip slash bachelor party. If aliens do exist, ultimately, it may not matter if they are hostile or not, or destruction at their hand, our destruction at their hands would be about as inevitable as destruction from an extinction-level meteor impact. They could even be friendly. The combination of advanced destructive technology and violent tendencies leading to intelligent life, self-screening itself from interstellar travel, that would be uh, bad news for humanity, of course. The UFOs people are seeing could even be top-secret U.S. government craft. The aliens could be us in the end. Maybe it doesn't matter if the Pentagon has a plan to fight aliens after all. Hey guys, good news. The outrageously expensive little blue pill is now generic, which means you can get the prescription medication to treat ED at affordable prices. And hence makes it extra affordable. You pay just 30 bucks for a month's supply. And right now, get your first online doctor's visit totally free when you go to 4 good.
That's right, free, zero copay, no expensive appointments, no awkward face-to-face conversations to get your prescription. Hims connects you to doctors online who can evaluate you and, if appropriate, prescribe your ED medication. And a pharmacy sends it right to your door. Hims makes it affordable, private, and incredibly easy. Nobody likes dealing with ED. Now, thanks to Hims, nobody has to. And that's really good news. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, forhims.com slash good. That's forhims.com slash good for your free online visit. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash good. Family is big around here. We're family owned, family operated, family managed. And that means legacy. That means dependability. That means using Granger. With over 1.5 million products and knowledgeable product experts, Granger has whatever we need. And with same day pickup and next day delivery options, they have it whenever we need it. For over 90 years, businesses like ours have trusted Granger. Because, like family, Granger's got our back. Call, clickgranger.com, or stop by to see for yourself. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Well, this should whet your appetite. Right now, NASA has confirmed, or openly discussed, not necessarily confirmed, ancient alien city found on the secret dark side of the moon in different NASA images. This week marks 50 years since man landed on the moon. But was something there before us? 50 years ago this week, man first set foot on the moon. Neil Armstrong, whom I was named after, Neil, of course, but he spelled it N-E-I-L, I'm N-E-A-L. Neil Armstrong won the space when he stepped out onto the lunar surface and declared that's one small step for man, one giant step for mankind. Sorry, that's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. He was joined by fellow astronaut Buzz Aldrin as the pair spent several hours walking the surface of the moon. Michael Collins, who was also part of the mission, remained in the command module while it was still in orbit. The Apollo 11 mission took off from Kennedy Space Center in Florida on July 16, 1969. It took the crew eight days to reach their destination. Eight days from the Earth to the moon. And the rest, of course, is history. Images and footage of the historic moment were beamed around the globe. Mankind's first glimpse at lunar life. Since then, a raft of conspiracy theories have sprung up about whether or not the moon landing was faked. But one of the most unusual ideas is that on the dark side of the moon, not visible from Earth lies an ancient alien city. NASA images of the dark side of the moon have fueled the belief that Earth's nearest neighbor is hiding an amazing secret. Some of the pictures show square-shaped rocks and alien hunters have claimed they could be buildings. They They add the structures that look to have been abandoned millions of years ago which has led them to believe a tragic incident is the reason aliens no longer live on the moon. Scott C. Waring wrote about his wild theory on the ET database. The conspiracy theorist said, the objects seem to be very reflective, but have dark black areas that have a lot of right angles and appear to be structures. Some of the objects were white reflective roofs or buildings that had openings that allow ships to come in and go. Some of the ships in those structures are hanging halfway out, which makes me think some tragic event happened that stopped them from existing fully. Scott even believes the ancient city could have once included a port. 
Other conspiracy theorists claim to be certain that alien life still lives on the moon. Over the years, they claim to have spotted pyramids and other monuments similar to that. There's a huge mass embedded in the center of the moon, and astronomers aren't sure what it is. Here is something you may not know about the moon. Earth's clingy best friend is also the site of one of the largest known impact craters in our entire solar system. Essentially, something caused a giant hole in the moon billions of years ago, and astronomers have just discovered that there's something big, really big, buried beneath the surface. According to research published in the journal Geophysical Research Letters, the moon's south pole Atkin base hides a mass that is estimated to be 4.8 quintillion pounds. Imagine taking a pile of metal five times larger than the big island of Hawaii and burying it underground. That's roughly how much unexpected mass was detected. The researchers from Baylor used various sets of data collected from spacecrafts that measure the gravity around the moon and compare them to maps and imaging of the moon's surface. As a result, they found a dense metallic mass pulling down on the floor of the basin. So what is it? James and his team surmise it could be metal embedded in the moon's mantle from the asteroid impact that caused the crater some estimated 4 billion years ago. If that's true, it could be a time machine and a gold mine for scientists studying the history of the universe. All of that metal and basically the entire area surrounding the mass and the crater could tell them a lot about the asteroid impact, how it happened, and what the solar system was like when it did happen. The basin is one of the best natural laboratories for studying catastrophic impact events, an ancient process that shaped all of the rocky planets and moons we see today. Unfortunately, the crater and the mystery substance below aren't visible to mere earthbound humans since they are on uh, literally the far side of the moon. NASA finds hidden portals in Earth's magnetic field. A portal is considered a shortcut, a guide, a door into the unknown, but portals as we know them are only present in sci-fi movies, right? Well, according to scientists, it turns out that portals actually exist. And not only that, NASA has funded researchers at the University of Iowa to figure out what was going on with them. We call them X-points, or electron diffusion regions, explains plasma physicist Jack Scudder of the University of Iowa. They are places where the magnetic field of Earth connects to the magnetic field of the Sun, creating an uninterrupted path leading from our own planet to the Sun's atmosphere 93 million miles away. It's a shortcut worthy of the best portals of fiction. Only this time, the portals are real, and with the new signposts, we know how to find them. In the last couple of decades, science, or better said, mainstream science, has tried to adapt to numerous claims, features, and characteristics that have previously been considered as unacceptable. Breakthroughs and countless discoveries have altered science as we know it like never before. 
While many researchers reject new ways and new concepts, other researchers around the globe are embracing the fact that in order for science in general to advance and make even bigger breakthroughs, we must let go of the strict dogmas set into place decades ago. The reality has proven to be very complex, that the ability to change our perception of life, our planet, solar system, known physics, and the possibilities of alien life. While many of these subjects have been part of the countless conspiracy theories, people on Earth have come a far way in the last decade in our quest to understand the secrets of the universe. It turns out that there are hidden portals in our planet's magnetic field. Scientifically speaking, a wormhole is a hypothetical feature in space-time that primarily acts as some sort of shortcut through the universe. This has been featured in numerous science fiction movies and accepted as a possible way of travel of advanced extraterrestrial beings, which science tends to be split in their op opinions on this matter. While many believe wormholes, portals, and shortcuts in the cosmos are most likely possible, others firmly reject that notion, saying it's all part of science fiction. Interestingly, science fiction has made numerous new technologies a possibility. Things that were considered as science fiction half a century ago in today's world are a reality. Speaking about portals, it's called a flux transfer event, or FTE, says space physicist David Seibach of the Goddard Space Flight Center. Ten years ago, I was pretty sure they didn't exist, but now the evidence is... On, uh, is hard to dismiss an example of how science fiction turns into a possibility of a discovery nasa made in the earth's magnetic field as they have discovered that there are hidden portals there in fact there are certain areas in earth's magnetic field that are connected with our sun's magnetic field meaning that this allows for an uninterrupted path that leads from the earth to the sun in order to make the discovery nasa used its Thema spacecraft, which examined the phenomenon. According to NASA, the strange portals open and close several times a day. Strangely, UFO hunters have claimed for years that our sun is part of a, of a gigantic stargate used by the gods at one time, or highly advanced extraterrestrial civilizations to travel across the universe rapidly. According to research, the portals NASA discovered are mostly located tens of thousands of kilometers from Earth, and some of them are small, while others are gigantic, vast, and sustained. According to scientists, these portals transfer massive amounts of magnetically charged particles that originate in the sun. There are more unanswered questions. Why do the portals from every, form every eight minutes? How do magnetic fields inside the cylinder twist and coil? Magnetic portals are invisible, unstable, and elusive. They open and close without warning, and there are no signposts to guide, and Dr. Scooter, University of Iowa, stated. Now, if you remember the most recent onslaught of Marvel movies, for example, Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, Captain Marvel, they show these strange portals that open up for a few minutes and enables them to go from one point to another in uh, nano speed, essentially. Uh, I think that Marvel has slowly been sliding that reality into the world as we know it and see it 
to make it more acceptable, more plausible, because it's there. Naturally, it's there. It has been there for centuries, and we're just now figuring it out. Roswell, UFOs, flying saucers, alien abduction, are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the Internet. Now, this is an amazing story. This came across to me earlier today. It was sent to me from a trusted contact in regards to a flying bird on Mars. NASA's Curiosity rover may have captured a flying bird on Mars. According to Scott C. Wiring, a world-renowned UFO conspiracy theorist, in one of a series of Im images taken by Curiosity on June 24, 2019, an anomalous object appears in the sky above the Martian landscape. This flying bird on Mars was found by Marcelo Lazaratu, who actually found a bird flying across the surface of Mars, captured last week by the Curiosity rover. Waring wrote on his blog, noting the shot may have been taken by accident. He also suggested that it could possibly be a UFO. Available to order now, my first audiobook, Neil Parks Presents Truly Terrifying Tales, narrated by me. It's ready to order and download on bandcamp.com. My other books, of course, are always available to order on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and lulu.com. You can also order t-shirts that I designed that I normally sell at conventions, festivals, lectures, and my book signings. I always have the 9-inch tall 3D printed Bigfoot silhouettes available. And last spring, my first children's book was released. It was written by my good friend and fellow author, R.L. Walker. I illustrated this book, and it was a major shift in gears for me, considering that my writing and art style has always been dark and scary. To order any of what I just mentioned, you can also go to my email, which is parksparanormal at gmail.com. That is parksparanormal at gmail.com. Standing by. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. The idea of a secret alien race steering the world was highlighted in the UFO Science and Consciousness Conference heard in Johannesburg. This conference held... In South Africa featured a number of speakers, Laura Eisenhower talking on mind control, UFOs, the New World Order, and the Illuminati, to James Gilliland and his speech on extraterrestrial contact. One of the most interesting talks given by Michael Tellinger, he spoke on the subject of the battle for Earth by dark forces. 
He went on to explain his idea of the governments of the world being puppets and instruments in a plan to implement the will of a small group of individuals over the world's population. According to the events organizer, the royal political bloodlines reach back over thousands of years, and these bloodlines can be traced back to the earliest days of civilization. He proposed that the first members of these new powerful families had contact with extraterrestrials here on our planet. Taking a swipe at the host nation, he said that South African government was one of the most important puppets of this hidden extraterrestrials group. The reason South Africa plays such an important part in the plan is down to the large mineral wealth found on the continent, the country being rich in gold and diamonds, for example. All the speakers at this conference agreed that, like humans, who had the potential of being both good and bad, this also applies to the population of intergalactic beings. These groups of ETs can be compared to the human politicians who push their own agenda for their own political gain. Well, that's all for tonight. Thank you for your undivided attention, and I'll see you soon. Keep watching the skies. Smile because all the while I can see my mind.